0: I think everybody's recording, then? Yes, sir. I
1: think I'm recording.
0: Okay.
2: Are you? <laughs> as far as I know, yes. Uh, is I the, the blue blue light. little lights blinking. Alan's okay. eating. Okay. Doesn't know for Listen. sure if he's recording. <laughs>
1: Listen, it's uh, it's been a weird morning. Yeah, I heard about that.
3: Dude, that's like every morning for
1: me is the cat awakening me <laughs> in the depths of the night. It was the strangest thing, though, because it was a cicada. Like... <laughs> So we just woke up to the noise of a cicada getting louder and louder and louder and louder. (laughs) And then I just see the cat, and he's screaming. Oh, no. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? (laughs) So we turn on all the lights, and we're like, what the fuck? And he's meowing at us. But the cicada noise is emitting from his mouth.
2: (laughs) It's like demonic
1: possession. You know, I didn't have my glasses on at first, so it's like I can't see that there's like, you know, like bug wing coming out of his mouth and then it's like oh he just has a cicada and then like i go get something so so we can grab it and then al he it eventually comes out of his mouth and then it's just flopped around on the ground making cicada noise <laughs> and he's trying to get it and it's just madness i was
3: up myself because i had to put uh, a couple of my cats on a diet according to the vet because they're getting fat and They've been having to get used to eating at certain times of the day. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah, instead of just going to get like a mouthful or two whenever they want, like at all hours of the day. Uh, So they're not quite used to the morning feeding first, like not having food at night. So like they've been waking me up at like three to four in the morning to try to get me to feed them. So I have to just shut the bedroom door, which is kind of shitty because one of them sleeps in bed with us anyways, and uh, I read that post, uh, I I opened up Twitter while I was trying to fall back asleep, and I saw you had posted that, like, minutes before and I was like, oh, cool, I'm not the only one, and then I imagined you like, I imagined you in, like, the dark uh, without your glasses, like, pulling a gun from the nightstand, (laughs) it was an intruder, just shooting your fucking cat by accident. (laughs) Which is dark, but...
2: You wouldn't do that. Yeah, I know
3: you wouldn't, have. I just imagined him like... <laughs> well, <laughs> it was just so...
1: <laughs> the, the loudness of the cicada. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was just like deafening. And Allie oh, oh, yeah, is dude. also like freaked out. And I'm, I wasn't a really... I was like, it's yeah. a
2: cicada. He brought you a present. My yeah, dog has come to the nice. house
3: before with a cicada in its mouth when I was young. And it was pretty wild. Like, it's he, very unexpected. <laughs> yeah. I can't imagine being woken up by it. <laughs>
1: Well, especially because like it's coming from his mouth, yeah, and exactly. he's meowing. He's like meow, meow, meow. And yeah, we're I like.
3: Well, yeah, now that I'm we're gonna... nice. And warmed up.
0: <laughs> uh, let's introduce the show. This is Rockhard Caucus. Uh, the cicada story that we just heard—that was uh, from Alan High. That's me. Hey, Alan. Uh, and uh, Chuck Yanda. He had the story about uh, his dog with a cicada.
3: <laughs> Hello. It's good to be back.
0: <laughs> uh, Evan, have you had any cicadas uh, in any of your pets'
2: mouths? I know I've only really had indoor cat pets um, just cats so
1: well our cat was inside <laughs> that's what made it even more confusing interesting
0: yeah. hmm. uh, I don't believe I've ever had a cicada in any of my cats mouths but they when weasel was really young like maybe a couple months old uh, she caught a bee in her mouth Oh, God. Mm. Yeah, it, and she somehow didn't get stung. She was just, like, running around with a bee in her mouth.
4: <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh yeah, I've had
2: my cats, like, attack wasps before. He'll do that. Crazy. They don't give a fuck.
4: Oh, and my you name you flying is around is, uh, me,
2: you're
1: dead.
0: My name's Justin. Yeah, this is Rock Hard Caucus. It's a show about Iowa and our opinions and th- things that happen in Iowa. Today, we're going to talk about something that happened to Alan... Sort of happened. Uh-oh. Something that Alan discovered, <laughs> experienced. Yeah, an experience of Alan's. Uh, something happened yesterday. You kind of stumbled upon something. Uh, it was yesterday morning, right?
1: Yes. So I'll I'll start from the beginning. Uh, I woke up. Um, I okay. Never mind. Uh, I I went to go get the trash, and on the ground in front of the trash cans in the street was a Ziploc bag. Had a rock in it and a piece of paper, and I'm like, okay, whatever. Uh, I gotta pull the trash in. Uh, let me just see what's in this shit. And I open it up, and it's a swastika, and it says, <laughs> "White sorry, pride." It says, "White pride, get some." And I'm just like, <laughs> "What the fuck?"
3: I'm not. I'm not laughing because I think a swastika is funny. I'm laughing imagining you opening up that piece of paper and it's just a big swap. <laughs> and it says white
1: pride get yeah. some. What the fuck does
2: that even mean?
1: I don't know. I assume it's a prompt to get some white pride? Yeah. I'm not yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. Um so I brought it inside. I gave it to my wife. Uh I went to work. Because
2: she likes that sort of thing. Cuz <laughs> she loves as a gift. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just like Neil and the cicada. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She
1: called the uh she called law enforcement cuz we're snitches. And they said, oh, yeah, we knew about that last night. Uh, There had been some on our street, uh, uh, you know, that had been discovered and called in. And it turns out there was like, we are one of four houses that had these in front of them.
3: Oh, shit. Like on your street?
1: Yes. So Hmm. the police said that they didn't think that it was uh, targeted. They thought that it was (laughs) just random tossing. These flyers outside, um, which has happened before, but uh, it's still a little concerning that uh, Nazi scum think that they can, you know, flyer in Definitely. the neighborhood.
2: Yeah, well, and it's you're living in an interesting neighborhood in the
1: city yeah. as well. Yeah, because because I live in a in kind of right between a really rich part of the neighborhood or a rich part of the city and and really poor part of the city yeah and so you know the neighborhood that i actually live in is very working class um mm-hmm. you know it, it is mixed race there's you know everybody's on this street so it's concerning
3: it's weird to me it's like it's hard for me to believe law enforcement when they say that it's not targeted because your street is it's not like a through street or anything. It's like, right. it's not a frequently, tra- there's not like people like driving down that street to like get to work every day because I, I know, I mean, you know, I had a friend, yeah. mutual friend of ours who lived at the end of the street and, you know, I've been up and down it and it's, it's not it's a, dead end. There's a lot of traffic. Yeah, exactly. It's a dead end. Like there's not,
1: it's a U shaped uh, yeah. sort of neighborhood where. Uh, it's two streets that are dead ends, and so it's just a little odd. And there are four of them, like, who's doing it? Uh, don't know. I don't really have cameras. Uh, again, not a snitch, um, <laughs> so not not a big deal. Uh, but I, I don't know, I don't know really what to think about it. Um, you know, it's like I'm pretty well secure in the house, so I'm not really mm-hmm. worried about that sort of stuff, but um, yeah, Nazis Very come fuck weird. off.
2: Very fucking weird. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. So we'll see what the what the police say. Um, as because supposedly there. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't expect much, but I'll be curious to see if anything comes of it. Um, there was a KCRG story about it. So we'll see. It's probably them throwing
3: him out of the squad car. <laughs> yeah, probably so. Like the two Spider Men pointing at one another.
2: <laughs> and now that you're publicly admitting that it happened to you, you're going to have people accusing you of oh, making it up no. yourself. Yeah, false flag, false flag, flag, false flag, flag, false flag. Yep. False oh my flag. God! There was a comment on <laughs> yeah, that yeah, PCRG yeah. article that said "juicy Smollett." Yeah. yeah, yeah. And <laughs> I was laughing oh, cool. so hard at that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, the funny part is the,
1: the guy down the street is actually the one who like went on TV about it so right, uh, I just called it in the day after apparently
0: uh, since you brought up the TV thing I've got a couple of KCRG's uh, reportings on this why don't we just uh, listen to one of those
1: okay I don't <laughs> know. Uh, I've listened to it yet.
0: Yeah, you mentioned your neighbor, who I, I think is featured in, in this one.
1: Yeah, I'm not. I don't know this person.
5: Someone left
2: racist flyers in a Cedar Rapids neighborhood. Police say they're looking into the incident as a
5: possible hate crime. And people reported finding the flyers inside plastic bags outside four homes. The papers, as you saw, feature the swastika and read "White Power." get some. Cedar Rapids police say they're working with the FBI on the investigation. The Flyers were in the area of Mount Vernon Road and 20th Street Southeast. They were found last night. One man who found the Flyers has a message for the person who put these in his neighborhood.
6: I feel sorry for the people that did it because they obviously were taught that their race is superior
0: to others and that's not the case. We're all part of the human race. The second thing is uh, when we see hate, it's very important to shine light on it and call attention to it. Is it interesting that uh, they're so proud of their uh, racist beliefs that they did this as a drive by late at night with no one around? Right.
5: (laughs) Cedar Rapids Mayor Brad Hart says there's no room for this kind of action in his city.
3: Certainly the pandemic, people out of work, the the political climate in our country is not helping anything. But I'm not giving any excuse for this. This is wrong, this is wrong, no matter what else
0: is going on in the country.
5: Investigators have not made any arrests and are asking anyone with information to contact police.
0: Okay. Uh, yeah, Alan, your house is in in that video. Yeah, I didn't uh, I didn't actually watch it, but uh, no surprise. Yeah, one funny thing I've been about doxed. that they they showed We've been doxxed, bro. <laughs> yeah, I know everyone knows where you live now. They <laughs> oh, showed no. the flyer in that segment. It says, you know, big swastika in the middle. It says white pride on the top and get some on the bottom. So they show it to the viewer, and then uh, Beth Malicki there, she's she said white power. She didn't reads she? it wrong, yeah. <laughs> While mm. we're looking at it, she says it says white power get some, but no, it says white pride get some.
1: I refuse to get some.
0: I I'll agree. pass. Yeah. None yeah. of that for me. Thank you.
3: I had a big lunch. I'm good. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I'll pass.
0: I thought that the uh, clip that they played of Mayor Brad Hart is very funny. Like, you yeah. just catch him talking about, like, yeah, I mean, things are pretty bad uh, in general right now. Uh, not that I'm excusing this or anything. Uh. But <laughs> it's like, why is that relevant? People are throwing swastikas around. <laughs> It's it's odd to me that
2: people think uh, Nazis are okay. Yeah, especially in the wake of, like, Charlottesville and shit, and, like, it's a fucking thing.
1: It is is also surprising to me the number of, uh, I I guess, randos, because I will say that I personally have gotten a lot of support from, you know, people at work, uh, you know, friends, family, etc., who have all been very supportive um, since they saw this. I mean, I I don't think it was necessarily targeted, but... um, I certainly have a lot of support, but, you know, randos uh, are are like, oh, it's a false flag. It's, you know, Democrats, Mm -hmm. you know, it's fake, blah, 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 blah. So uh, there's definitely a lot of people who want to deny or uh, excuse this shit. People love to feel like they have all the answers and they can see through the BS. (laughs) Google, Google, it's all bullshit. (laughs) And, And some people just are like, well, Nazis had the right idea. Yeah,
4: <laughs> yeah. Some people are
0: just straight up like, yeah. That's, there's nothing wrong with just leaving a uh, printed swastikas at people's houses. It's their houses. right.
3: It's... it's their right. First Amendment,
2: free speech, free speech,
3: free speech. They're not Nazis. They're just free speech enthusiasts.
2: I mean, to be clear, if you deny or minimize it in any way, you are a racist. Like it's not, yeah, up mm-hmm. for debate. I, I, it was, it was funny. I, I do have a friend from high school in law
1: enforcement, and uh, I spoke to him about this, and he was i very baffled by it as well. But uh, I said that a number of people online I had seen said, oh, what, what crime had been committed here? And he was like, well, littering for what? <laughs> I was like, well, thank you. I do appreciate that. <laughs> You've been a victim of targeted littering? Yeah, those fuckers. false littering flag? Listen, they, they t- cost me like 10
2: minutes getting to work. So <laughs> Yeah. I mean, it's not like the, the police use the laws to their advantage when they're written in a different way, you know? No, not at oh, all. That's It's ridiculous.
0: Uh, I've got one uh, concrete example of somebody kind of minimizing this. I decided that I should comment on the KCRG story, which is...
3: No. Something... <laughs> you just <you touched laughs> stay out poop. of the kiddie pool. Something
0: I used to do basically every day, but I've been kind of... <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, you got a badge, bro. Yeah. I did have a Top badge. fan.
0: I've been holding back for the last couple of years. Um...
3: I had to unfollow it myself. Like, I yeah. would make the mistake of looking through the comments... Like, I don't know what I was looking for. Like, my brain produces serotonin uh, very, yeah. like, odd things. And for some reason, I was getting something from reading those. But I was also very angry as a result of reading them. So you're a braver man than I. Well, <laughs> I,
0: I wouldn't be the man that you hear on this podcast week after week if it weren't for those experiences. Forced in the <laughs> fire of local news comment sections. Uh, I commented on the KCRG story. I think it's bad to distribute Nazi flyers. Maybe that's just me. And this guy, his name is Jesse Fettkether. He's got a Kay. a Paw Patrol profile picture. <laughs> <laughs> so we know this guy backs he the blue. No kids, just likes Paw Patrol. <laughs> yeah, just likes this a uh, cop dog for adult <laughs> reasons. <laughs>
2: Just a cop dog. The cop dog's name is Chase, by the way, yes, which that's is right, Chase. Uh, a very oh. cute pun about police chases. Yeah, very cute. Yeah, Often end well and
3: non-violently.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, Jesse said, I think it's bad to paint BLM all over roads and buildings, <laughs> but it still happened.
3: Yeah, those are the same
1: thing. He's right. Yeah. God damn. It's, it's very easy to conflate the two.
0: <laughs> Not racist at all. This guy. Uh, yeah. Distributing swastikas all over uh, neighborhoods. You know, mixed, mixed background neighborhoods. That's the same as painting Black Lives Matter on like city hall. And honestly, I don't think uh, any painting really happened in Cedar Rapids. It's all been it's like chalk. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. So no uh, Cedar Rapids has been very mild. Yeah. Um, and has been very calm. It's so a very I... neutered city when it comes to things like that. As you'd expect, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, at least there has been some uh, gatherings, etc. I will give them credit for that. Mm-hmm. So the
3: one that I went to, we started at the courthouse and then uh, went down to the police station and everyone just sort of was hanging out in front of the police station and nobody was really saying anything to any law enforcement that were there or anything. And I just... I was there with a friend of mine and we just kind of left after a while. I mean, I guess it was still a demonstration. It was better than nothing, clearly. Yeah. And, like, it was a nice, like, show of solidarity. So, I you know, it's it's good there was something.
1: I remember there was a big gathering at Green Square Park as well.
3: There was, yeah, there's been a few. Um, mm-hmm. It's kind of slowed down recently. I don't think there's been much going on lately, but there was something.
0: Uh, I've got, since we had that short clip of uh, Brad Hart just sort of rambling about politics, um, <laughs> This is the statement that they attribute to him in the KCRG piece. Mayor Brad Hart said, Cedar Rapids is a community where everyone should feel welcome and safe, especially in his or her own home. Acts of hate are not and will not be tolerated. They are an affront to the values of our residents and city leadership. It is our responsibility to care about each other, and incidents that target our neighbors and their families have no place in Cedar Rapids. Uh, Which is... A better statement than what they played it in the video uh yeah
2: props to stella's dad (laughs) yeah uh
0: folks any uh any elected officials that you know of with the last name hart they are in fact uh stella hart's parents yes every single one of them it's a
3: fact yes that's correct
0: (laughs) i do think it's interesting that he uses the word target in that quote which uh is something that the Mm -hmm. police have been saying uh, this was not targeted. So this does not qualify as like a hate crime probably because it was not targeted. But the mayor is saying that incidents that target our neighbors have no place in Cedar Rapids. So if this is targeted, Alan, I believe you are the victim of a hate crime.
2: I am a victim. (laughs) (laughs) You're
0: the the real victim in all of this.
2: Uh, What about me? (laughs) That's why we're listening to you. (laughs)
1: <laughs> what about my problems and my Nazi swastikas that show up in the street in front of my house?
0: <laughs> uh, while we're talking about Brad Hart, I do want to bring up, uh, recently, um, there's, a uh, advocates for social justice, I believe is the kind of BLM group that's sprung up in Cedar Rapids. They've been kind of organizing the recent demonstrations. And I believe it was like two or three weeks ago, maybe longer now, but, uh, The mayor had a statement come out in the news that was like, yeah, we're no longer uh, going to have any conversations with these people. So, (laughs) Oh, lovely. Yeah, so last month he's like, yeah, I'm not interested in talking to uh, black people. Uh, Now he's like, (sighs) these swastikas, I tell you what.
1: (laughs) Wow. Yeah, A lot of city leadership in general is bad.
0: Yeah, maybe Cedar Rapids should stop uh, voting for Republican mayors who seem like nice fellas, you know?
3: yeah, I would like that. <laughs> I remember, because uh, I want to say it was because Monica Vernon had that bid for Senate, didn't she? Uh, I believe or, think so.
0: I believe Congress. She's yeah. run for a few different things, but
3: Right. It's just kind of progressively she's just been kind of aiming lower and lower each time. Right. And most recently she did ran for the run for the mayor of Cedar Rapids mm-hmm. and uh when she lost and Mr. Hart won, there was a bunch of comments on <laughs> a KCRG article on Facebook of people breathing a collective sigh of relief that (laughs) Cedar Rapids had dodged the liberal bullet. I kept seeing that uh, term in there.
0: Yeah. And uh, Monica Vernon, I mean, we went to school with her kids uh, and I I don't really have anything against them in general, but uh,
3: no, I don't either.
0: People talk about Monica Vernon like she's, you know a communist but i mean before she started
2: which is very funny to me she's like a consultant (laughs) firm uh, yeah type of like i think
0: and before she was running for office i'm pretty sure she was a registered republican so (laughs) she's yeah not exactly the furthest left that the democrats could be offering she's she's a cedar rapids lib you know
1: i mean if we want to talk about that shit i mean look at iowa city it's it's liberal quote unquote (laughs) but I mean, it's like controlled by you know real estate developers. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Iowa so, City is basically what Portlandia actually was trying to represent. I wouldn't go that far. But... <laughs> I mean,
1: they're similar, right? I mean, it's yeah. that same sort of uh, liberal. Yeah, but there's not the culture, diversity. There's no, like, diversity neoliberal of
2: opinion. <laughs> I mean, there is, but it's like predominantly extremely white, and like pretty much most of the people who live there like year round are connected to the university. So it's got a very, you know, it's a college town.
0: Yeah. And the people who have a voice and have influence are generally just kind of well off Democrat mm. people. They're not like super, uh, they would call themselves progressive, but it's more like, gee, we're nice here. <laughs> we yeah. you got a pride parade, which is good. Like, I mean, there is a great like gay, uh, scene in Iowa City. They're all very supportive of each other and the community in general, but I mean that's not everything. Yeah, nothing uh,
2: against Iowa City at all, but it's just it is what it is.
0: <laughs> yeah, and there's been a recent kind of flare up among the uh Iowa City working class, you know, the people who live here, a lot of students too, but the people who work at like the restaurants and stuff have been uh, submitting a lot of like anonymous tips about uh, the oh, yeah. bosses and owners. <laughs> uh, What's of... the
3: big one? It's a Java Creek Cafe. Uh, Java that's... House. Java House. Yeah, yes. that's been really sort of under fire.
0: Yeah, their owner uh, Tara C something. I don't remember how to say her last name. Uh, but yeah, there was <laughs> the biggest thing I saw from that I think was it's
3: Kronbaugh, I want to say Tara Kronbaugh. Yeah, it's... I think you're right. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Somebody leaked an email that she sent to the java house managers they have like three or four locations around town and she was like uh hiring secret shoppers to go around and like catch in- I, uh, including
1: herself <laughs> i have the email here
3: if you guys want to hear it yeah dude
0: just tell us about it
3: okay i'm just gonna read it as is um so this is a letter sent or i'm sorry an email sent to i believe her managers this is back on march the 3rd Uh, And it reads, it seems we are really struggling with enforcing outside food and beverages and simple purchases. It is actually out of hand. With that being said, quote, this is what I would consider inadequate guest service for our paying guests, end quote. Something that must be improved. Therefore, we will hire secret shoppers of my choice, including myself, to (laughs) photo this and hopefully get this turned around. If in the next few weeks we are able to get this addressed, we will discontinue the secret shopping. Since management and supervisors are not completing their assigned tasks, we need to pay others to assist with proper guest services needed for all paying guests. They must be paid, and we will use our tip-outs to pay the secret shopping staff for their services. I will adjust uh, Mm. by store photos and tips, not collectively as a company. So, hopefully, the better the results in the store, the less tip-out. I will have secret shoppers, including myself, sending me, and I will forward to management team all photos of all guests with no purchase or outside beverages. We will do this for a preliminary two weeks with a three-week challenge. Ooh, you hear that? Ooh, a challenge. challenge. Ooh, sounds Nice, fun. yeah. Uh, and if we see improvement, uh, and she goes on to say... Uh, I will discontinue the secret shopping. So here's the... This the lady stakes. is a snitch. Oh, God, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> like Alan. <laughs> Here are yeah. her her uh, stakes that's uh, up for the secret shoppers. Um, so for two weeks, the secret shoppers will be paid $10 for every photo per person without a drink, and 20 for every person with outside food or beverage of a competitor's marked cup or marked packages, <laughs> While guests may indeed have their water bottles, they will need a purchase. And I want to stop to mention that there's a lot of things that are capitalized in this. (laughs) Um, So please be assured that there is a purchase. Last night alone, we had 16 people. What does it say? 16 people downtown with no drinks and had one with Duncan. That is a big payout for a secret shopper. It says, week three, all tip outs for each photo will be shared among the store with the most improvement and least number of photos for that week. We'll be starting tomorrow. I would suggest you all hammer down. I look forward to the three weeks and seeing improvement. Wow.
0: Yeah, so stealing people's tips. I don't
3: even get what... What she's doing isn't only very shitty, but it also sounds very illegal.
0: Yeah, taking the workers' tips and giving them to people who are catching people with outside food and drink like it's a fucking movie theater <laughs> right <laughs> uh yeah the, the i mean the behavior she's describing is like if you've ever been to the downtown java house like that place is a free-for-all i've <laughs> i've been in there probably over a hundred times and purchased something maybe like three times <laughs> <laughs> you, you can very easily just go in there and hang out all day.
1: Yeah, I don't get that. Like, um, you can't pressure me to buy something I don't want to buy. Like, if I go in there and with someone else and they buy something and I don't, is that, like, ten bucks for the secret shopper? Like, what the fuck? I don't understand, too. It's like
3: she, inspect, she expects her employees to, you know, give a fuck about this when she's paying the minimum wage, first of all. Mm-hmm. Like... Base, she's basically holding their asses over a fire because the tips are probably a huge part of what supplements their income. Yeah, and we're they like can't kicking be, people out that have yeah. outside
1: food and drink. Like,
3: what the? I, I don't get yeah. what they're supposed to do. I don't. I mean, I don't know either. I guess so. Or supposed to grab I mean, it from
2: them and dump it? Yeah.
3: <laughs> I mean, you can't expect people Tell that you're paying a fucking living wage to to give a fuck about shit like this like i'm sorry but you're not paying these people enough to care about this
0: no and casting yourself as a secret shopper is a very funny move like you yeah, you, yeah no one's you, gonna uh, know including myself
3: <laughs> she's gonna be in there with like a fake mustache and like glasses on yeah. and like a big fake undercover, boss. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just, like, <laughs> undercover boss yeah just like reaching into the ship jar she is the undercover boss yeah
0: yeah there's lots of stories going around about her um i believe iowa action the twitter account has been uh soliciting anonymous tips about her and other business owners in the area i yeah i don't know it's it's fun to see the working class of iowa city uh revolting against the business ownership class who are exploitative to as as much of a degree as any place despite this being a Progressive oasis in the uh, red wasteland of Iowa. The, the
1: socialist republic, republic of Iowa City. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yep. Just as much uh, business interests running everything as any other place. So, Alan, your uh, swastika discovery got me thinking. Uh, I feel like I've been seeing news stories about stuff like this happen mm, every like two months <laughs> for the
4: past couple of years.
0: Yeah. So I went through, I searched, uh, what did I? google i think i googled uh nazi flyers iowa or something like that and i found just a a ton of articles of stuff happening the last few years uh just working backwards here are instances of uh, little village magazine being co-opted by national alliance flyers uh most recently uh june 8th 2020
2: oh yeah they like snuck them in (laughs) with uh the paper,
0: right? So a uh, little village is distributed for free around, you know, the the corridor as they call it, and uh, white supremacists can basically just pick up a pile of these and attach their flyers to them and then throw them in people's driveways, kind of like what happened with with alan except they used a rock Mm -hmm. in that instance
3: (laughs) yeah we have a guy that brings us a stack of them Mm -hmm. uh that we leave on our counter because we have like that and like tidbits and a couple other things that come by and and, like that's the guy just comes by and you know he just drops them off and says see you later
0: right yeah they they have no control at that point it's distributed for free anybody could easily just grab them and use them for whatever they want paul brennan who works for the little village it looks like he reports basically every time this happens um (laughs) But the most recent one, uh, June 8th, white supremacist propaganda disguised as a health warning about COVID 19 is being distributed in eastern Iowa. Residents in Iowa City, North Liberty, Cedar Rapids, and Davenport. Jesus. So this one had quite a spread. Uh, they've recently reported finding messages from the National Alliance, a neo Nazi group tossed onto their lawns. Stickers labeled National Alliance Health Warning Number Three have been stuck in onto rolled-up copies of issues from Little Village that were published last year. Next to the words racial distancing in big block letters, <laughs> the stickers say, whites should practice racial distancing as well as social distancing. It concludes, the government won't warn you, but the National Alliance will.
2: Oh, thank God. They're here to, you know...
0: Mm-hmm. Warn me about uh, other people existing. Yes. Yeah, so Come
2: so... in the dark of night and throw pamphlets <laughs> around.
0: Yeah. Uh, they've got a link to a picture of the sticker but it's just you know shitty uh graphic design boring
1: that that is one thing <laughs> to say about uh the flyer that we got is you know it's not even like a full size picture like the <laughs> very uninspired just, low effort yeah it's very C-. lame the graphic design really leaves something to be desired
0: mm-hmm. uh and then this this article links to a previous incident so we go back all the way, uh, so that one was uh, June 8th, and then the most recent one after that was uh, May 13th, 2020, <laughs> so not even a month. Uh, this one happened in Muscatine. Uh, they woke up to find adhesive-backed flyers from a white supremacist group on their lawns and driveways, attached to Little Village magazines. Again, the flyers call for the expulsion of immigrants because, quote, they can't make white babies. Mm. That's a gross one.
3: Yeah. All immigrants are... Uh, there's no white immigrants, by the way, either. <laughs> yeah. Not anymore.
0: Ha <laughs> ha. Uh, that was National Alliance again. They've got a, a little blurb about who these people are. In 2000, the Anti-Defamation League called the National Alliance, quote, the most dangerous organized hate group in the country. Two years later, the National Alliance's leader died, and the group rapidly fell apart. Oh, it's, it's too bad. <laughs> Uh, new leaders fought among themselves, and the membership dwindled. Currently, the group does little beyond selling white supremacist books and paraphernalia to its few remaining supporters.
2: I was gonna say the way Just that, that message was written, it sounded like super insular, like they're using their own language to like try to convert regular oh, people. Yeah. Like this is like mm-hmm. the most ham-fisted fucking propaganda like you could imagine.
0: Right? It's it's not very uh, subtle. Like you have to already be racist to uh, yeah to be swayed <laughs> by this, uh, and then before that we've got December twenty fourth of twenty nineteen, so we got a good a little Christmas gift for the uh, people of LeClaire, Iowa, which is in the Quad Cities area. Uh, and that was, I believe, the same anti-immigration message. Yeah, it was the ca- they can't make white babies thing. Uh, so months apart
1: they're obsessed with babies
0: yeah pretty weird and before that uh, we go back to September 26th of 2019 this was in Leclaire again not sure why Leclaire gets so much attention okay they've got a picture here of the uh, the anti-immigration thing uh it's like red red banners at the top and bottom with white text that says send them back uh, National Alliance it's got a link to their website and then there's like, I don't know if you've seen the road signs that are, like, people running. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah.
3: Yeah, like crossing the road. Right, yeah. yeah. They,
0: they've they got that road sign with, like, the red circle and the slash. Like, no. No people running. Yes, no running. <laughs> Walking only. Yeah, And it just says, they can't make white babies. Yeah, like Evan was saying, this doesn't really work if you aren't already kind of in on the story which to be fair
1: i mean there's yeah I'm not
2: saying there's not they're not out there but right yeah of course like (laughs) most people have the sense to to deny this shit
0: (laughs) yeah
4: The, The,
2: the, the only way to this
3: is ineffective if they want to expand their horizons and reach more people they need to do uh what the modern white supremacist does, and that is to indoctrinate teenagers through uh, Let's Play videos that eventually <laughs> take them to videos about how SJWs ruin gaming, and it's over from there. The algorithms got them.
0: Right, yeah, they should just be distributing like uh, links to YouTube videos. It's more yeah. effective than yeah, what they're doing. Yeah, much easier. Yeah. Maybe a QR code or something? I don't know if people you still go, really yeah. use those, but... <laughs>
2: If you're a white supremacist listening, do not do any of this.
0: <laughs> Actually, yeah, if you're a white supremacist listening, just go jump off a bridge or something. I don't...
3: Yeah. 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 But also make sure to give to our Patreon first.
0: <laughs> Set up your uh, your credit card for recurring donations. Yes. Yeah. Uh... <laughs>
3: whichever one has the most money left on it.
0: <laughs> uh, this one, this was the September uh, incident in LeClaire. This one has a couple updates because people were reporting in, oh, yeah, we saw those flyers here too. Mm-hmm uh monday september 30th a resident of moline illinois saw the same flyers and then uh monday october 14th residents of bettendorf contacted little village to say that they had also seen the white babies flyer so that one went all around all over the quad cities uh before that june 11th 2019 these seem to all be happening just constantly uh, flyers promoting the Neo-Nazi National Alliance started appearing on Iowa City's north side Monday night. Uh, this was the uh, Weatherby Park neighborhood, which is one of the more uh, diverse areas in residential Iowa City.
3: There's a disc golf course there.
0: Right, right. Uh, this one, it just has a, like an old photo of a, a white woman with blonde hair. And it, it says at the top in big block letters, Love your race. <laughs> no. Yeah, gross.
2: <laughs> who's who's coming up with this shit? Like it's so bad.
0: And yeah, again just a link to their website, which I'm sure is just a uh, wonderful.
2: I can only imagine. <laughs>
0: <laughs> just the greatest of HTML design. <laughs> yeah. Fucking tr- tripod. <laughs> Before that January 10th, 2018, so we got a bit of a break in there. But that's the same one. Love your race. So that one had a long shelf life for them. And that was also Weatherby Park. Or wait, Uh, I screwed something up because Weatherby Park is in the southeastern Iowa City. So Uh that one had distribution all over Iowa City. And before before that, uh, also January 2018, Uh, this is in Davenport. I believe you guys are probably familiar with this one. A Davenport man was arrested Monday night while distributing white supremacist flyers. He... (laughs) He went to a high school parking lot and uh, was putting these National Alliance flyers under people's windshields, and I guess somebody must have called the cops on him or something, and he had a gun on him. So he was arrested because he was on school grounds carrying a weapon. Yep, that'll do it. (laughs) This guy is uh, James Lee Matthias, or Matthias, not sure exactly.
3: I think, yeah, I do remember this now, that last name, and the name is ringing a bell.
0: A mm-hmm. uh, 53-year-old man, uh, according to the SPLC, Matthias has been a member of the National Alliance since 2000. Ourquadcities.com reported that Matthias's name also appears on frequent posts on a white supremacist website, with many of his posts referencing the local distribution of flyers.
3: I want to say that we, like, me and Evan might have, like, researched this guy, or I know someone else and I did, because that, that name, is. I remember, like, trying to dig up stuff about the guy to find out more about him. I wish I could remember.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, he got arrested. Uh, he was sentenced to three years of supervised probation and a five-year suspended incarceration. This was at the Scott County Court on June 28th, 2018. So he, you know, distributing Nazi flyers, carrying a gun to his school. Slap on the wrist. Got some probation. Uh, yeah, and his, I guess, I, they make it sound like he uses his real name on like a, a Nazi forum, <laughs> damn, he doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, talking about his distribution activities, so this guy is like totally open, loud, and proud racist man.
1: Yeah, there is a lot of them. Yeah. Oh yeah,
0: oh yeah. Hold on, I got to... right. Okay, here we go. I have a, a quote from the Iowa City Attorney Eleanor Dilks <laughs> because <laughs> because the Iowa, <laughs> Iowa City Council was in the process. This was uh, the the June of twenty nineteen incident. And they were in the process of passing, like, uh, some hate crime ordinance uh, that would require jail time for people found guilty of hate-based harassment. Uh, so, you know, since this was happening at the same time, uh, Zachary Orrin Smith, my favorite press citizen reporter, uh, he got in touch with the city attorney to ask if something like this would uh, apply. Uh, she said that this type of leafleting would not be a hate crime under the proposed ordinance. And there's a quote from her. If such a flyer was directed at a particular individual with the intent to intimidate, annoy, threaten, or alarm that person because of uh, their race, the hate crime ordinance would be applicable. So basically it depends on motive, I guess. If it's just like random flyering, I guess they don't consider that to be an attempt to threaten or annoy or harass uh, the community in general.
1: Yeah, it's like if it's not specifically targeted, it's it's okay.
0: Yeah, it has to be targeted at an individual, I guess. And then I've got one more incident of uh, the National Alliance distributing stuff in the area. This is like I I believe the first time this made the news, at least that I could find, August of 2017 in Davenport. Uh, Mother Jacenia Snyder and her little boy Colin, uh, they went to the playground to uh, hang out, run off some energy, and he was there to learn how to tie his shoes, apparently. And she noticed a piece of paper there at the playground. And uh, here, I'll I'll read it for you. It's like kind of, it looks like it's like business card sized. So they're leaving just sort of discreet little messages that people might stumble upon. It says, we believe, and there's like a bullet point list That the future is what we make it. That we have a responsibility for the racial quality of the coming generations of our people. That no multiracial society is a healthy society. Uh, And uh, that if the white race is to survive, we must unite our people on the basis of common blood, organize them within a progressive social order, and inspire them with a common set of
2: ideals. They would like to be progressive. (laughs) <laughs> it's the national socialism, interesting. Yes,
0: <laughs> right, and that the time to begin is now. So they are, I guess. Uh, I mean, it sounds like they're calling for an ethno state, basically. Yeah, absolutely. People must be united by their race and common heritage, as they would put it. Their blood. Yeah, common blood actually is what they said.
2: I'm surprised they're not dropping this shit in the woods. Like, uh, have you guys ever found porn in the woods? It's been a while. <laughs> it's
0: never happened to not, me, but it has, I've heard it of It happened to me once.
2: There's a little... Oh, dude, I was there for that. We found it at Beaver Park. <laughs> oh, I don't know about that. I don't remember that. I had a different... Like, oh, there was man. a little... It actually was at Beaver Park, technically, because there's a little trail that goes between 34th Street yes. to Wash. Mm-hmm. And there, was, there someone had printed out a bunch of porn. And yeah. It was just I was littered all around. It was printed yeah. out? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. From some website. It was website. like confetti everywhere. It was ridiculous. And then like that's the thing I remember on reading on internet forums a long time ago. People were always talking about finding porn in the woods. Yeah. It's very strange.
3: I think I think that we determined that it was like stashed somewhere like in a tree and like a gust of wind blew it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's
2: probably... I don't know. That makes yeah, sense. Yeah. I remember that. That's so funny. I forgot all about
0: that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so the the National Alliance, they distribute this stuff that's like very, very openly racist and calling for no race mixing, totally on the nose stuff, not tricking anybody. It's just out in the open. And it's been happening very consistently for like three years at least all over this uh, portion of the state.
1: Yeah. Uh, White supremacists and Nazis are around still. Um, I -hmm. think people will forget that and or don't want to believe it, but they're still around.
0: Right. And I guess, yeah, the reason that I wanted to bring up like all of these incidents happening like month after month is because every time it happens, like when it happened yesterday at your place, Mm -hmm. there's a bunch of people who are like, oh, my God, I can't believe it. And it's like, how have you not seen at least one other incident because <laughs> it right. happens here constantly. It just keeps happening. And I mean, it's not like, I assume it's like the just same...
2: Like a, yeah, a couple.
0: Yeah, a small group people. of people doing it every time. I don't think they have like a, a strong hold here, but like they're just running wild and doing
2: it over and over again. Yeah, no consequences other exactly. than a news article that just riles up a bunch of racists.
1: Mm-hmm. And it kind of goes back to what the what the mayor was even talking about or, you know, it's like the political culture, our politics right now, are absolutely fucking
2: insane. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. definitely more emboldened. I mean, like, yes, obviously, like the alt right hmm, stuff. Doesn't the past even three get years, wonder why? Yeah, I know. I mean, it's obvious. Like, but the, it's kind of strange how the alt right stuff kind of doesn't get talked about at all. Not that this is even alt right necessarily, but mm-hmm. it seems like there's less focus on these these groups. Now, than there used to be. Because
1: now it's Antifa.
2: Because I think after Charlottesville, they kind of like the media were like, oh, well, it's just kind of like a dead end. I mean, it definitely, a lot of those groups splintered and had a lot of uh, internal struggles and shit and kind of weakened, but like they're still out there and they're still trying to organize. So. What about Antifa? (laughs) You
1: don't condemn Antifa, do you?
2: No, I don't. I I don't think so. (laughs) Or Black Lives Matter, or.
0: Yeah. So th- that propaganda as we discussed I mean that's really it's either just like trying to piss people off or just like hoping that somebody like-minded will find it it's not really se- it doesn't really seem like it's going to be persuasive you know
1: to me it's it's like bad trolling yeah yeah, They're just riling people
2: up. I mean, yeah, please the, pay attention to me.
0: The swastika that you found definitely is just like yeah. openly,
2: like, "Ha, fuck you." <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, if you're going by internet news comments, they might have succeeded, unfortunately. Well, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For but sure. I don't think that those people are <laughs> representative in any way of you know.
0: They claim victory every time it makes the news as well. But yeah. like, what are you going to do? Not make people aware of this i mean we Mm -hmm. can't like not just pretend it didn't happen agreed that's not gonna help either but yeah every time it makes the news they're like haha we did it again (laughs) success yeah uh but you know thinking about this finding all these stories reminded me of something that happened a little bit longer ago uh and i feel like was a little bit more under the radar or like less less like objectively like obviously racist to everybody who witnesses it this is something that i feel like was a little more controversial and like obviously it is racist but if you're not in the know like you may think it's more innocuous i think i know what
3: story's coming here i had the article pulled up i'm sure you do Um,
0: (laughs) i'm gonna play a video first though it's okay to be white. Yes. Those five <laughs> words are
6: popping up
3: on little notes like this that are showing up in Iowa City. Several people started posting about these uh, small notes or signs on social media yesterday.
5: But the signs apparently are part of a bigger plan that's spreading across the nation. kcrg tv nine Chantal Navarro joins us from Iowa City. So Chantal, tell us more about this so-called plan. <coughs> Beth and Bruce,
7: the plan was first announced on the site 4chan as a way to rile up people of other Uh, races and unite white people. It's already popped up in the University of Maryland and it's gotten to Iowa City and the University of Iowa.
2: It's annoying. I wish it wouldn't happen here in Iowa City. Um, I think we're better than that.
7: It's okay to be white is the latest in a series of high tension, politically motivated messages set up by the web forum 4chan. It's something a University of Iowa alumnus says is part of a neo-Nazi type recruitment.
0: The intention is that people will overreact to the statement and it'll make the news like this. and and people will see that overreaction as you know anti-white or whatever because they feel insecure
7: but instead of doing so it's making students ashamed that 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 somebody would do something like that in town
2: it's a sign of the times we live in like that people feel the need to do this and it's just sad that um we really have to divide ourselves this way and try to troll people by using race. Most people yeah, whatever, are not
7: um, okay <laughs> with a lot of races too. So um, when it comes to that, I could definitely see somebody um, like starting to fight or just having an argument about it. Comer says he's been taking down all the stickers that he sees in order to reverse the social campaign.
0: Of course, it's okay to be white, it's okay to be everything. What I don't like that. What? I don't like the way they We reached out there. to the
7: University of Iowa, and in a statement, they say they're committed to maintaining an environment that recognizes dignity of every person. And I did reach out to the people from the city of Iowa City, but nobody was able to speak to me today. Live in Iowa City, Chantal Navarro, KCRG, TV9 News.
4: Man,
3: they did you dirty there. <laughs> I know, I know.
0: Well, oh, I mean, if you see the God. video, they did record me, like, actually removing the Nazi propaganda, so I feel like my intentions were clear yeah, if you see the video. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: yeah. Justin, would you say it's okay to be white?
0: Uh, I would not say that.
2: <laughs> what I would say is that whoever put that, I know who put it out there, and I, I, I think this context. definitely applies, is that you're 100% projecting your own insecurity. Because <laughs> oh. I think most people <laughs> don't really you know, identify with a fucking white race unless you're like a fucking racist. <laughs> Right, yeah. You identify as like you know, maybe maybe German, you have some, yeah, German or, or whatever, or Czech
3: or like a New Yorker or mm-hmm. fucking but, whatever, you know. But like like you said, it's me, okay that's to a be white. that's a
1: nationality, not a race. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just remember,
3: it's okay to it's be never racist you to do an Italian accent <laughs> or
4: Australian.
0: Uh, that KCRG report Crikey. was from November third of twenty seventeen. So way way before we were doing a podcast so i hadn't quite uh you know perfected my ability to to speak on matters like this
1: guys remember 2017
0: so i i was putting up flyers for you know shows around town back when we used to be able to do live music yeah. uh before every, yeah. everything on earth uh died um in the
1: before time yeah yeah and i saw these BC stickers
0: just before p- covid posted everywhere that said it's okay to be white and i was like huh This seems like it's bad. (laughs) I started taking them all down. And yeah, it was like, uh, it started like on Halloween, I think. There were like online racists putting these up. And yeah, the intention is like, it's divorced of any context. It's a statement that's like, you know, is true, I guess. Like, yeah, it's fine to exist and be white. But obviously the intention is like, to flare up like any insecurity people feel about like reverse racism or any shit like that. Mm-hmm.
3: It's very much a very specifically tuned dog whistle.
0: Right. And it's a lot more effective than the National Alliance stuff. Uh, yes. and from what it's, I've basically,
2: seen. it's what Chuck said earlier about targeting like people on like younger people that like, may
3: feel like disenfranchised Yeah, like
2: right. teenager type.
3: That's real quick before I don't want to do your list too much but that's one thing that I've sort of noticed with people online is a lot of these people that get into this sort of shit uh, they are people themselves that don't really have many if any friends at all they've never really felt accepted anywhere they've always been seen as sort of an outcast and you know existing on sort of like the margins of the fringe a bit that you yeah, have these like social groups and a lot of times they end up attracted to these very extreme ideologies and this is a, something they can be a part of that is as simple as them just being white yeah and that's there's people that are there to like accept them for who they are and like so to speak and uh That just kind of snowballs from there with these people is kind of what I've noticed. Because I was kind of talking with a friend of mine earlier in the week about like where the fuck like the anime right came from, (laughs) and we sort of determined that like this is that's kind of one of the avenues of which these people have gotten into this. And it's just the 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 alt right is very good at targeting these um alienation franchise young yeah exactly yeah like picking up these alienated young men that. Mm You know, or just look, they just want to be a part of something. And, like, they already probably had a, a racist attitude to begin with. Whether it was from, like, years of, like, being an edgy internet guy from the 2000s or whatever. Or, like, their parents, parents were kind yeah. of shitty. Or, like, they grew up in a town that, you know, where they didn't really ever interact with anybody who wasn't white. But, like, things like this, as much as I kind of hate to admit it, can be, like, a very effective... Not necessarily like a recruiting tool, but it just sort of like opens the door
2: crack. Yeah, it does and draw them in. It, it yeah. drives people further than maybe yes, that they that wouldn't have done. Then they would have expected to be driven. Yeah, because they see the like Justin said in this clip about they see the reaction to it, and then they've already they're already feeling like you know society's out to get them. Yeah, mm-hmm. and like, like well then, this guy's out here tearing down the poster. They, they like, don't what's they just don't it? fundamentally understand.
1: What about free speech? I should be able to put swastikas oh, in yeah. people's driveways. Free speech
3: enthusiasts. It's like the old guy. I love that picture so much of the old man in his driveway with the flag on the ground, and it's just <laughs> spray rule. Paint. rule" on his driveway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. If you want to talk about false flags, uh... yeah, <laughs> it's about as false as it gets. <laughs> yeah, like the it's it's more effective in that like. There are going to be people like that who see the reaction against it as being, like, an attack on themselves. Like, if I'm yes. if I'm reacting against the it's okay to be white stickers, that means, well, I don't think it's okay to be white, and I'm attacking white people. Which is how it was taken when it happened. <laughs> <laughs> there were plenty of uh, comments yeah. on the news articles oh, uh, yeah. calling me a race traitor, etc. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> a race traitor?
1: I don't think they used Holy that fuck. word no, specifically, but, I mean, but yeah, you know. But yeah, yeah, I know. Even just the concept of that word is pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. It really is.
0: Yeah, there was, I do remember specifically uh, an older man saying, like, saying that he's not ashamed of his race and I am, and it's like, <laughs> 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 stop basing so much of your identity on this, please. Yeah, and the, the context of when they cut me just saying it's okay to be white you know i i I was saying like white people have never actually faced any sort of like oppression so any statement of white pride is like implicitly racist and a reaction against any sort of like black liberation movement essentially
2: yeah well i mean going in i mean you could bring in like i said like alienation like the the, the class like they are oppressed in the fact that they're a part of a capitalist system and there's a lot of poor white sure. people you know it's like the theory of alienation from from uh the worker or whatever
0: right it's just not on the basis
2: of their race and right instance. and they just yeah. uh, i mean they, it's a scapegoat that's it's yeah. easy for them to to make that connection
0: yeah i was trying to like point out that like this is only trying to prey on people's insecurities like i said mm-hmm. of course it's okay to be white nothing in your life has ever like indicated that it's not <laughs> so what do you think the message is behind this sticker but, of course, they cut out all the context and just played me on the news saying, of course it's okay to be white.
3: Which is much, much funnier. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Oh, well. <laughs> I'm still Facebook friends with that girl who interviewed me, so.
1: <laughs> and, and like, for us, it's like, I it doesn't really intimidate me. I'm not really freaked out too much by this.
2: It's, yeah, Alan, of all people to have it happen to, Alan is probably the best person for it to happen to because he's, like, yeah. A fucking fuck you. <laughs> His <laughs> attitude, in all ways, yeah, fuck you, buddy. He's the least likely. What I mean to say is, he's the least likely person who would actually do something like that. Yeah,
0: right. Uh, so Chuck mentioned the uh, the women's march a minute ago. So I do have a follow up to that video. I mean, this this happened a long time ago, and we're all well familiar with it. But listeners, perhaps, are not. Here is a little village piece again from Paul Brennan. It seems like Paul Brennan has the the racism beat covered at the little village. He seems to always be the one writing about stuff like this. Uh, headline is: Man puts up pro-white stickers on the Ped Mall during the Women's March, then tries to hide and merge.
3: Oh yeah, God, I, I love about this that. guy, too. <laughs> We—I remember the day this when we found out about this. I think yeah. that the four of us were in Discord doing a lot of research, <laughs> and we uh, found some very interesting things about the guy, yeah, and his employer.
0: Mm-hmm. Right, so I remember this well enough that I don't really need to read the article, but. uh The second Women's March in Iowa City, so this was 2018, so a year after the inauguration, uh, this dude in a Pepe sweatshirt. uh,
3: (laughs) A large Pepe hoodie.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Was walking around in front of the Women's March putting up the It's Okay to be White stickers. Uh, So clearly trying to make people angry because he knew there'd be a lot of libs out that day to witness his epic trolling.
3: Yes, with his hood up. Uh, trying to hide his identity, so I don't know what he's so ashamed about, if it's okay to be white. Like you think you'd probably be
0: passing out mm-hmm. pamphlets if, you know. Yeah, so as soon as uh, people saw him doing this, uh, he was confronted with people with cameras who were <laughs> just following him, taking pictures, taking yeah. video, like, hey, what are you doing? Why are you putting up Nazi propaganda? Yeah. And he got scared. He ran into Merge, which is like a co-working space on the Ped Mall and he locked himself in an office.
3: (laughs) Which uh, that particular office uh, ended up being currently rented to a friend of the show, who I've mentioned before, uh, Jordan Farley, who is the head of a very far-right, sort of uh, Mm Breitbart-esque publication known as the... Populist Wire, I believe. Yep, that's right. And interestingly enough, a kid that worked for the Populist Wire who was like 18 also ran for city council here in Cedar Rapids and they found out that he was part of that and uh people were like, "Well, what's this?" like uh and they also found out he'd been using like sock puppet Facebook accounts to harass people. Right. I believe there's a lot more to the Jordan Farley story too. There's oh, yeah. a lot. <laughs> do a whole that episode on the guy, yeah. but regardless, that was a space rented to them, and he claimed that space to be run by his employer, and that it was his office. So it's no coincidence,
0: right? And uh, uh, keep in mind that the merge is right next to that little playground on the Ped Mall. Yes, that will bec- become relevant <laughs> uh, shortly. Detail of the uh, <laughs> story. <laughs> so yeah, he locked himself in that office until I think he like called his girlfriend, and she sort of like he did. came and like bailed him out or whatever
3: she did and she was telling people like oh he doesn't really believe this stuff like he seeks to get a rise out of people which is like <laughs> very funny that's what, that's what she thinks
0: right so uh shortly after that he was identified by name uh this is another little village article from paul brennan man who put up pro white stickers on the ped mall identified uh the Iowa City Police Department has confirmed that Jonathan Charles Coke was the man seen putting up the stickers on the pet mall during the women's march. Uh he was in the merge co working space. Blah blah blah. Uh, merge uh terminated Jonathan Coke's um uh, membership with their co working space. Okay, here here's the good stuff. They go into his background a little bit. Coke was arrested by agents of the Iowa Division of Criminal Investigation in May 2007 for running an illegal high-stakes poker game in his Riverside, Iowa home, which owns. Yeah, I mean if if it was just that that'd be cool, but <laughs> as part of their investigation, agents seized computer equipment including a flash drive. 6 months after he was arrested, Coke pled guilty to the charge of running an illegal gambling operation and was placed on probation. In 2008, a DCI agent cataloging evidence discovered child pornography on the flash drive.
3: Which does not own.
0: No, not good. This part's bad. And re-examination of the hard drive of a computer seized from Coke uncovered more child pornography images. Koch, who had moved to Iowa City, was charged with possession of child pornography. He was convicted in July 2009. On March 21st, 2010, Coke, then age 22, was sentenced to 78 months in federal prison to be followed by five years of probation after his release. Uh, according to a Federal Bureau of Prisons database, Koch was released from prison on July 20th, 2015. When he returned to Iowa, he was placed on the Iowa Sex Offender Registry.
3: Do you guys want to hear the, the cherry on top of this? Is I have a bunch of stuff bookmarked from when we were sort of learning about this guy Mm -hmm. and uh, the people involved with him and I brought up his uh, (laughs) his page on the Iowa Sex Offender Registry Yeah, and you know how every year they have to get their picture taken and uh like there's like there's an updated photo of, of people that are on the registry that they have to go in and get taken every year. Uh guess what he's wearing in his picture on the oh, I mean, with sex I mean, offender. Please don't tell me it's pickle a Pepe rick, shirt. pickle rick, pickle rick. He is wearing the same Pepe hoodie. Oh my god, god, dude, fucking that god he was wearing <laughs> when he was at <laughs> the women's march. He has awful. this sort of like proud sort of like fuck you look on his face uh, yeah. in the picture. Because he knew people <laughs> like,
0: like you would be looking up his sex offender <laughs> yeah.
3: picture. <laughs> got him. Yeah, actually he's owning me right yep. now. Damn.
2: <laughs> he got my ass
3: as I like, look at his child porn charges yeah. in his peppy. <laughs> I cannot believe he wore that. <laughs> that's that's so on purpose. God yeah, damn. definitely
0: <laughs> Yeah, so uh yeah, he was working in merge, which again is I mean the entrance to merge is maybe ten feet away from a, a playground. <laughs> while he had he's been on the sex offender registry for child pornography not good but fortunately merge you know terminated his membership like immediately when it was brought to their attention i guess i don't really know how background checks work at co-working spaces but you would hope that stuff like that would come to people's attention
3: they have very high standards the populace wire for the people they <laughs> employ so i'm very surprised
0: yeah yeah so these are the kind of people uh distributing Stickers and swastika flyers. Normal
3: people, scum of the earth.
0: People like Jonathan Charles Coke, who uh, wear Pepe sweatshirts, uh, run and hide as soon as they're confronted, and have child pornography charges on their record. But uh, unfortunately, that uh, incident, him being found out, exposed for what he was doing, didn't seem to stop the "It's okay to be white" stickers from appearing in Iowa City, because again. In November 2018, there's a report here from the Gazette. Uh, it's okay to be white signs posted in Iowa City again. It just keeps happening. Nothing really like interesting in that report. Just you know another incident of the same exact stickers being put up. I assume by the same guy. Yeah, yep. They just keep doing it. So I don't think these are really people to be afraid of necessarily, but uh, fuck them. Yeah, <laughs> fuck them. That's the conclusion for today's story.
1: Fuck them. <laughs> Agreed.
0: So I've got a little something else for us to end on, so we're not just talking about Pepe Nazis (laughs) all day, you know?
1: Insert a uh, ice cube saying fuck (laughs) them.
0: So uh, you guys, have you heard of the uh, coronavirus?
1: (laughs) Uh, Not familiar. Can you bring me up to speed? (laughs) What's the deal with coronavirus?
0: (laughs) Yeah, you, you may have noticed that our government, uh, particularly the state government, our governor has not been really handling the pandemic super well.
2: Lowest approval rating of anyone? In right. According
0: any to opinion polling, yes, uh, Kim Reynolds is ranked lowest for job approval in terms of the coronavirus. Well, yesterday she released an open letter to the state of Iowa. And I mean, what have we got? Uh to look forward to here in this month uh schools are being forced to open again in like two weeks oh yeah the the cares act that just expired so people's unemployment just dropped uh significantly myself included uh so you know forced to go back to work or you know probably not be able to pay rent uh did you guys see that map that was like showing the percentages of renters in each state that are facing eviction? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're I, yes. I believe it was forty-eight percent in yep. Iowa.
4: Forty-eight percent.
0: Uh, so eviction crisis is looming. Schools are going to be opening up, which will expose just f- fucking everyone to <laughs> to the virus at once. Basically. Yeah. Yep. Did we bring up the uh, the university thing on mic, or was that before we were recording?
2: That was before uh, we before we were recording. But yeah. I know a little bit about all of, like, I mean, the uh, Kim Reynolds thing is they're forcing everyone to, like, at least have in-person classes. They're forcing every school district. There's been a bunch of school districts like Waukee and Urbandale both, I think, tried to get out of it. But now they're saying, Mm -hmm. Kim Reynolds is saying that they will cut funding. They won't count it as actual legitimate school days if they do 100% online. Yes, and they're saying that they will only allow districts to go one hundred percent online if they have an infection rate above fifteen percent, which, like mm-hmm. the CDC says, Jesus you shouldn't do Christ. it. You shouldn't even reopen unless you are below five. <laughs> and then also that, or if ten percent of the students are absent for two weeks. I'm I think it's I'm not sure. If both conditions have to be met, or one or the other. Right. God, but dude. it's before ridiculous. We get,
3: before we get too far into this, I just. The, the the point for me, because I always thought that the way she was handling this was very poor. I mean, at first it was sort of promising because there were places that were being shut down and these people were able to receive adequate unemployment uh, to pay their bills and pay their rent and whatnot. But I remember there was a moment where I was watching one of her press conferences on television and everyone that was with her, all of her aides or whatever had masks on, uh, but she did not. Right And someone asked her like well what about like a mask mandate and her response was basically well we have to trust iowans to do the right thing and like that was the moment where i realized that this isn't going to work like this is not going
2: to end well at all like this is mm-hmm. going to get a whole lot fucking worse here before yeah. it gets any better yeah and it was that exact moment yeah and they're even there's there's already counties in iowa where the infection rate is over 15 percent, but they're denying it now because one of the counties is like i think webster which is where the uh, Fort Dodge prison is and there's an outbreak there uh-huh. which includes staff members of course Yep. and so they're saying well it's because it's isolated to this one particular uh, location yeah. that it doesn't count which is like that's not how it fucking yeah. works.
3: Sch- schools aren't <laughs> like that though. Schools
1: don't have a yeah. bunch of people crammed into one space for hours at a time.
3: <sighs>
4: uh, and no.
1: like if we look at the stuff that's going down in Georgia where they're like banning people from posting on social media the fact that like everyone's yeah. crammed together yeah yeah that but good thing Hillary didn't crazy. win
3: because we'd have communism, <laughs> authoritarian communism. Yeah, yeah, she would
2: have been handling this. I mean, America would have definitely cured the coronavirus by now. If she was president. <laughs> yes,
0: we'd have zero percent infections. I mean, Can if you, you look at imagine? like if you look at like Democrat governor states, they they've done just. Swimmingly
2: <laughs> compared to I us. have exactly zero doubt that America would still be the coronavirus hotspot of the world. I, oh, yeah, I don't definitely. think it would be quite as bad, perhaps. Um, but
3: like, I, what do you guys? What do you guys think we'd be talking about right now if Bernie won in twenty sixteen? Do you think we'd even be doing a show?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I was thinking about not. that just no, now. <laughs> I, I think I'd be a lot less angry, so maybe there'd be no reason to do a podcast.
2: I don't know, man. Yeah,
3: we'd be talking. We'd be talking about like Sega Genesis games, maybe. <laughs> We'd probably be
1: more angry. Let's
3: I,
2: see. I, I was going to say that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah, that's likely. It would be uh, a whole new can of worms. We'd be, that's we'd true. be like anger from position of,
3: of like a good position though. I think. Yeah, if that makes sense.
2: Yeah, we'd be righteous <laughs> instead yes. of more despair. St- even more righteous. <laughs> yeah,
0: I mean, I feel righteous and I feel despair now too. Right. Maybe we, maybe everything would be the same. <laughs> What else was I going to bring up? Oh, yeah. Earlier this week, uh, she did that press conference where um, a reporter asked her, like, I mean, you know a lot of people are, like, concerned that opening schools is going to get a lot of people sick. And she immediately was like, well, this you're just part of the problem with all this fear mongering from the yes. media. Scare <laughs> tactics. Like, what the fuck, Lee? Yeah. <laughs> like he's like,
1: no, that's how infectious diseases work, you dumbass. It was good, too, when someone was like, uh
3: the scientific community the medical communities and like near general consensus about about this and she was just like well there are people that would actually say otherwise there are people that don't agree with that like are you you're the fucking governor like you're not on fucking <laughs> Facebook arguing with your nephew
2: or something yeah but she needs those people's votes <laughs> yeah
0: the reporter was just like accurately reflecting how people feel because I mean deep down I feel like everybody knows this is a bad idea and we should not be doing this Huh. And uh yeah, the university thing, uh Iowa State had their they've started moving people in on campus. Yeah. And they've been testing, I think everyone. I don't know if they've been testing everybody. I think but, it's
3: been everybody coming in. Yeah. I could be wrong, but I was listening to a local sports radio and they've been talking about how they're going to handle the college football season and they were <laughs> did mention that Iowa State was testing everybody coming in. Yeah. Good
2: fucking luck with that. The
0: news that came out yeah. was that they found 66 positive cases. Among the like three thousand or so people that were moving in, so sixty six. Uh, I mean, that's plenty to continue spreading it around campus because these are people who live there. Yeah, and are... because the
2: infection rate's still above two, which means mm-hmm. like every person infect- who has it infects at least two other people.
0: Mm-hmm. And they're all in pretty close quarters all the time. Uh, but uh, to contrast, um, the University of Iowa this week has announced that they they will not be testing everybody as they move in. They'll be doing no asymptomatic testing, so.
2: <laughs> oh, and they're distributing care packages right, to the 80. students that consist of two disposable masks, two washable <laughs> masks, a face shield, and uh, I can't remember what else, but it's just like. And a, a, the other item is a, a Beat State beer bottle. <laughs> 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 Sounds about right.
0: Yeah. So Iowa State found 66 positive cases. I assume. I mean, I assume most of those kids like didn't know they had it, because <laughs> otherwise, why would they be? getting tested as they move in to their dorm why would you be moving in if you knew you had COVID but University of Iowa was just like you know just let it ride some of those people are gonna have COVID we'll never know it's It's fine insane so we're facing all of that and our lovely governor has uh, written an open letter to us to calm our nerves and she recorded a video of herself reading this letter so we're gonna listen to that now
2: uh torture
0: here we go oh
2: god yeah her voice
6: (laughs) tomorrow marks five months since we learned of the first positive cases of covid19 in iowa since then our lives have been disrupted in ways that we really couldn't have imagined schools and businesses closed a record number of iowans were suddenly out of work and our normal daily routines were turned upside down as we prioritized doing things differently to mitigate the spread of the virus From the start, we've each had a role to play to protect our own health and that of our families, friends, and fellow Iowans. Early on, as cases were on the rise, Iowans dug deep and did their part and it made a difference. Positive cases trended down, hospital capacity remained stable, businesses began to reopen, and life started to feel a bit more normal. But normal during a pandemic isn't the same as normal before. COVID-19 is still a reality, and circumstances still demand we do everything within our control to contain and manage it. But we're not. Over the last several weeks, we've seen case counts ebb and flow just as many other states across the nation have. So while we know that the majority of them are driven by young adults gathering socially, it's the unintended consequences of those activities that are cause for concern, including the potential impact to vulnerable Iowans. Now is not the time to let down our guard. Iowa has a lot to gain by working together to keep our communities healthy, especially right now as we're preparing to safely return to school. Our individual actions will either keep us moving forward or put the progress that we've made at risk. Preventive health measures are still the best defense against COVID-19. So wash your hands often and disinfect frequently used items. When you're in public, maintain social distance and wear a a face mask if you're able. Stay home when you're you're sick. And please carefully consider whether certain social or recreational activities are worth the risk. Remember, if you or someone you were in close contact with test positive for COVID-19 and you're told to quarantine, take it seriously you have the ability to effectively stop the spread of the virus by isolating yourself from others during the full 14-day incubation period these sacrifices seem small when compared to what's been asked of other generations over the decades (laughs) but that doesn't mean it's easy COVID-19 has tested each of us and it will continue to but we can't let it deter or divide us when emotions are Too high right. and opinions Shut are strong, it's important up. to take a step back and realize that we're all working together toward the same goal. No, we're not. And even though we may not always agree on which path to take to get there, we are united in our desire to get back to the way of life we value as Iowans. No. We're all in this together.
0: <sighs> Don't you guys uh, feel, uh, feel calmed? Uh, Don't you feel like everything is being taken care of?
2: Yeah, we're all in this together, but do what you want.
4: Doesn't we'll get really through matter.
1: this. <laughs> It'll be fine. It, you know, other generations have had to do more than we're asking you to do, but, uh, you know, we'll get through it together.
0: <laughs> yeah, what do you think this is? World War II? You little babies? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I will note that comments are turned off on that YouTube video. Can't imagine why. Mm. Coward. She's got 16 thumbs up and 73 thumbs down on this video.
1: You you should link it. We'll make it 74.
0: <laughs> yeah, we'll do. I'll I'll link the video in the the, uh, the episode description. Go give that a thumbs down. <laughs> uh, that matters a lot. It She'll matter. change yeah, course makes, if she difference. notices that. <laughs> uh, she's wearing uh like a black and white houndstooth shirt. So. She reminds me of Ricky from Trailer Park Boys. And uh she's wearing a crucifix necklace very prominently in this video. So we know God's on our side as we work through this. Boy, what a what a video. She totally just continues to place all of the impetus on like individual choices.
2: Yep. Yeah. I mean that's red meat for it's Republicans. The Republican yeah, that's red meat mm-hmm. for Republicans right there. Like she just she's scared of her fucking base of the kind of people who fucking post. Facebook comments about why uh, Black Lives Matter is bad because someone was handing out Nazi pamphlets. (laughs) Is she scared of
0: them or does she love them?
2: I think if she were to reverse course on it, then they would call her weak. Like, I've already seen it happen with Trump. People are calling Trump weak. Like, uh, he's losing some of his fucking hardcores because they think that he's... I saw one of my favorite people on Twitter said he was acquiescing to the virus or something like that. (laughs) We Uh, don't
0: negotiate with terrorists around here. Yeah.
2: Yeah, we don't negotiate with fucking viruses in America.
0: (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Yeah, just uh, the way she presents this situation as if we're not all just being forced into a meat grinder. I mean, Chuck's been dealing with this for months, you know.
1: Yeah, he, yeah, it's 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 weird. He's actually on the
2: phone um, with his work right now. Oh, yeah, wow, there we
1: go. <laughs> <laughs> the meat grinder—it never stops, and he has to deal with it, even though he is immunocompromised, and it's terrible. Yeah, and people—you know—people come into his work all the time without masks and don't give a shit, don't
2: believe it, mm-hmm, blah, yeah. blah blah blah.
0: Just make sure you think about it real hard before you go out to the bars with your friends.
2: Yeah, I I Is know it worth another it? person who works in a bar in Cedar Rapids and uh he's switching jobs because the place that he's currently working at keeps having like live music events and like bringing people yeah. in, doing sales and shit, um specials.
1: And I mean, that's the whole thing, right? That the the states are forcing these places to open back up. Yeah. And they have no other choice because otherwise they're out of business. Yep.
0: Yep. We're taking away your unemployment. Uh we're opening up the schools. No, you can't do online only. Uh, you're gonna have to go back to work, or you're gonna get thrown out on the street. But uh, we're gonna take care of this virus as long as you don't go have fun with your friends. That's that's what's gonna cause the real problems. Is if you if you see young anyone individuals you like, such
2: going out,
0: it's the damn young people that are causing it's this.
1: It's the fucking young people's fault. That's yeah. why we're gonna put them all back in school yeah. and get everybody. It's a sick. perfect
2: out. It's like when, like obviously shit is bad things are going to happen, but if it does, it's your fault. Like, great, (laughs) not our fault, your fault. That's right. Oh, government can't do anything about this. Oh, no.
1: They can do shit. We can't do shit about this, but
2: uh, you guys, it's it's your problem.
1: It's like the pollution
3: (laughs) argument. It's like, well, you should be driving uh, electric cars and recycling your cans and your jars and stuff, uh, but don't pay attention to the, you know, 15 companies that, you know, produce 60 some percent of pollution in the world.
2: And also your ability to produce, you know.
0: That's actually a great analogy because, like, yes, it is good to recycle, and yes, we should be social distancing as much as possible from other people, but, yeah, the real problem is above us, and we have no control over it. <laughs> Boy.
1: Oh, well. What a great uplifting episode. <laughs> as usual.
0: Yeah, we're all about that. We're all about having fun. Uh, <laughs> everything's, everything's chill here, and we're all just celebrating. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you guys have anything uh, you want to get out there before we say goodbye to the listeners?
1: Fuck
2: off, Nazi scum. Uh, yeah, that's that right. Too. Yeah, fuck off, Good Nazi to reiterate punks. That. Nazi punks, fuck off. Yeah, Nazi punks, fuck off.
1: Even if you're not a Nazi punk, you're just like a regular Nazi, I think you should
0: still
2: fuck off. You know, like, yeah. Jello Biafra is like kind of like a lib now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I know. Still a
0: good song. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: The, the, the you know goodwill doesn't change but
0: right uh i've got a few things i want to mention before we leave uh i went on another podcast recently The episode was just released uh yes (gasps) yesterday on friday yeah i've been cheating on you guys i'm sorry how dare you (laughs) (laughs) uh the the angler theater in iowa city uh since they can't really like do any sort of live entertainment right now uh, they started a podcast they they joined the the podcast oh yeah nice to join the fold yeah
2: (laughs) everybody's doing it these days
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. I mean what else are we gonna do
2: yeah right
0: uh yeah so I went on there Englert uh I I I wouldn't call them former employer because I'm sure I'll work for them again but it's been a while since obviously (laughs) we can't do anything uh but yeah they had me on their podcast it's called the best show ever and uh Ellie Hoffmeyer Ooh, wow interviewed me. I talked about this show a little bit. I don't know. I haven't listened to it yet, so I don't know how much got cut. They but. cut it
2: all out. <laughs> They're like, no, this this name is sexually suggestive. They, they cannot suggestive. be advertising for another podcast.
0: <laughs> but yeah, if you are desperate to hear more of my voice, there's a half hour or <laughs> less of it on that show. I'll link that in the description as well. Uh, I also want to acknowledge uh, we met our Patreon goal, one of them, uh, a couple weeks ago, we reached $50 a month. Hell yeah. And the goal, uh, the reward for that goal is that uh, Cooper Harwood will be regaling us with a story from his childhood. Uh, we haven't had time to record that yet. The Harwoods have been busy. Uh, they they were at a camp with their daughter this week, which yep. looked like they had a good time. Everybody oh boy. S- stayed safe. Uh, I saw a real cool picture of Scout uh, with a bow and arrow doing some archery. Nice.
2: Yeah, that yeah. did look
1: fun.
0: Which is very cool. <laughs>
1: Also, Cooper with a gun.
0: Yeah, that's, that's right. That was cool, too. So we'll we'll get that done uh, probably sometime this month, so look forward to that. Uh, and, you know, you'd have to be on our Patreon to get that, so check it out, patreon.com slash rockhardcaucus. We've been putting out fun stuff on there, roughly three hours or so of content per month. It's only a dollar, so it's decent decent uh, trade, I think, one dollar for three hours of podcasts. That's fine, right? Yeah, that's great. It's a good deal.
3: It's a fair exchange, rate. Right? Considering street fight charges, uh, what are they? What are they paying people? Is it, he said uh, twenty five an hour? Was 20 it twenty an hour?
1: Yeah. But mm-hmm. well, that is well, Justin, is nice. I you're going to have to put this one on my time card. <laughs> yep. yep. Send, me your,
0: <laughs> send me your hours, everybody. We'll we'll take care of everything. <laughs> uh, and the offer still stands. If you want some of our Patreon stuff and you don't have money, or you'd rather give it to a more worthy cause, just get in touch and we can. We can send you some stuff for free. We're not really that gung-ho about making money off of this. No. <laughs> yeah. Money is cool, though. So if you want to throw some our way, that'd be fun also.
3: <laughs> we won't say no. Yep. yep.
0: It's appreciated. All right. So that's the show for today. Thank you for listening to Rock Hard Caucus. Thank you to my friends Evan, Chuck, and Alan for joining me today. Alan, thanks for uh, telling us about your your harrowing story of encountering yeah. violent white
1: supremacists. <laughs> I'm very shooken up about it, and I'm going to need a lot of support and uh, money, uh, most especially. Dang,
0: dude. Said nudes.
2: <laughs> what? <laughs> I will not be doing that. Thank you.
0: <laughs> okay. Signing off. Goodbye. See you next
2: time.
4: See ya. Bye, bye. Thanks again. Goodbye. Bye bye. But not
7: Got your point. What a man! they fight each other, the police, they win! Stop your backs and trash our holes! your bank if you got real not to go to on your school! I and I the to go! you to go, you've been the first to go, you've been the first to go!
4: One